0: Welcome back, everyone, to Pencils and Lipstick. I'm Kat Caldwell, and this is episode 200 of Pencils and Lipstick. It is September 25th, 2023, and we are going into our fifth year. Now, probably none of you have been listening to this podcast since 2019, and I know podcast listeners ebb and flow, but to anyone out there, whether they can hear this or not, who have listened to even one episode i really appreciate you thank you so much for listening um thank you for giving comments sometimes too because i get comments on youtube or on spotify now there's like a comment section um thank you always for your comments it makes me feel like i'm not talking to nobody (laughs) i like talk to myself here on the camera um but i just i just really appreciate you i cannot believe we're at 200 i've done 200 recordings If you know me or you knew me like in 2018, probably never would have thought that I would be recording, you know, a podcast for this long. Um, And then putting it up on YouTube. Yes, we are on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Pencils and Lipstick is on YouTube. It's at Pencils and Lipstick because that's what we're called. You can watch uh, me forget that the camera's mirrored. And you can watch guests when I have guests on there, if you want to see what people look like. And sometimes they, you know, point to things in their office or whatever, Um, hold up their book. So if you want to see that stuff, if you prefer seeing it, please head over to YouTube and you can look up Pencils and Lipstick podcast and you can watch, I think like the last 40 episodes. Um, I didn't keep all of them. I think, yes, this is episode 200, but like we keep moving forward you know, um, and since I never did record for video before, um, I don't really technically have the permission of everyone just to put their video up there. So, um, it's like the last couple months that you can see everybody. Otherwise you can listen to all of the episodes on your favorite podcast app. I prefer things like, um, the, the newer podcast apps where they don't have Commercials. So if you're listening to this on Spotify and you're getting commercials, that is Spotify. That is not me. Um sometimes we do um uh, sort of a book sponsorship and but that would be me talking, not CDS. <laughs> so um if you're listening to an app that gives you commercials, go to Podverse. Um, you know, get a get an app that doesn't do that. They're they are out there. Um it's a bit dark today. So, like, rainy, we've had, like, the hurricane, we're in D.C., and it was not a big deal. We've had worse here. It was just a lot of rain and clouds all the time. Um, but on this day, the 200, we do not have a guest. We just have me as I ramble on and on to you. Um, I'm just going to sort of give you guys an update, and I want to talk to you guys um, quickly about something that's a pretty interesting way to figure out your your characters um, and their their growth, their character arc, right? So, a couple things coming up. It is September 25th. Next week, we are starting the Back to School bundle for writers. If you're a writer, which most likely you are because you're listening to the show, um, Stacey Juba, Emma Dossi, and I put this together last year, and it is basically a one stop landing page that has everybody's um, lead magnet. So, about 52 writers who are teachers have sort of their freebie for you to get to know them and get on their their newsletter and all that a lot of times you have to go find those people right so this is a one-stop place where they can sort of give you a little blurb about what their freebie is about you can click on the ones that you want you do not have to get all of them Um, and you can download their freebie and then you can be on their newsletter see if you like them see if you want to work with them further there's no obligation whatsoever we just want you to have like a one stop place where you can really um find people who might be helpful to you um uh, we started it last year everyone really enjoyed it so we're excited to bring it back this year and that starts next week and next week i will have the link in the show notes for you um then we have daniel david wallace's prop uh through the plot forest Uh, summit and that is coming like the third week in october and i will give you more um data on that coming up but uh daniel david wallace if you don't know has about three summits a year he always has really great people yours truly will be there i will be talking about uh, i will be going really in depth in in talking about the big five personality traits and how you can um broaden your character how you can find conflict with them how you can even create their backstory using that and by understanding their big five personality like the biggest yeah. of the big five like i don't think you have to map out the whole thing quite frankly like, we spend enough enough time with our our books as it is and i think a lot of that is intuitive in our in our writing but sometimes we can't quite get deeper you know when people say like oh dig deeper flesh out your character more and as the writer you're like what does that mean and how um instead of saying something like oh the character is selfish um you can really go like define that idea more because we can be selfish but we will react to being selfish differently depending on our personalities so i'll be going really deep into that in through the plot uh through the Plot Forest Summit with Daniel David Wallace. If you want to know more about that, go over to DanielDavidWallace.com and um sign up to his newsletter to get more information about that. Um, so today we are gonna go through a little bit on the five big five and like a taste as to how much more there is to to know about this <laughs> about this. Um and we're only gonna do like a little portion today. So we have the summit, um, which has like a free option and a paid option. And then we have my workshops in Preptober, because whoever is doing NaNoWriMo, which I am not doing this year, um, but whoever is doing NaNoWriMo, you might need some prep to go with that, right? So Saturday, October 7th um, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, Troy Lambert is coming in to talk about and show how you can plot a story idea in an hour and 90 minutes, which I am very fascinated because, um, as y'all know, I struggle with plotting. I really have to write before I can like rearrange things, but I would love it if my brain could like figure out plotting. So I will be hosting that workshop and yeah, I, I will be very fascinated to see this. For this week, it is $37. Next week, it goes up to $47. You can check the links in the show notes below. I also have um, the, a, a workshop that will, like, you bring pen and paper and we'll be digging into our characters called What's in a Character. Um, we will be digging into their backstory, why it matters. Um, trying to plot out, like bullet point out their backstory and what happened to create who they are. We'll also be going over the Big Five personality because that's how much I believe in it to help us understand how they should be reacting. How do you see them? Um, because you will see your characters in your heads, right? So, but so how can we get that on paper and then make sure that their reactions going forward um, just make sense to, to who you have in your head? And that you don't get sort of swayed by whatever book you're reading, whatever uh, movie you're watching, by whatever mood, whim you're on, because that happens. Um, you don't want your character to change too much. If you need them to change, they are going to have to go back and like change that, you know? So we're going to really be, it, it's going to be me teaching a little bit, but it's really going to be... um working out our characters and so the the workshop will be small it's half full already um so i'm keeping it to 10 people because we want to be able to ask each other questions brainstorm with you and make sure that you leave the workshop with um with things written down (laughs) like and kind of i guess i'm using the word plotted out but like outlined out for your character um that is october 17th and then we have another um the 16 essentials on october 26th and that is a little bit more teaching um but you do have the opportunity to get a scene uh, edited by me if you want all the links are in the show notes so um couple little updates personally now that we've gotten all the writing i know i'm talking fast but you know these are like announcements and sometimes people are driving and they're like Who cares but get to the good part um so I was with uh, the novel writing kickoff with Sarah Gentry last week, and we did something really fun where, you know, she had recorded all of our talking, and then we came in for a live chat with anybody who wanted to show up, really, and it wasn't recorded, so we could just sort of sit and chat and talk about writing, and all of us were very different. I'm a fully indie author. Some were hybrid, some are um, traditional authors, and it's, it was just fun, but somebody brought up this question in the chat um and they asked what do you do if your character's art like is completed about halfway through the story so halfway through like the word count now just so that you know if you're new like anything under 50,000 is kind of in the novella area right that is not a full novel um Some people might push me on that, but it's that's that's short. Um, so you might consider making a novella. It really doesn't matter. It's okay. (laughs) But here's just another word. Um, people buy novellas all the time, especially all those crazy Goodreads people who have to finish their list or have to read one more book than, you know, their, I don't know, enemy. I have no idea. I don't know why they stress themselves out like this. Um, they like short books at the end of, December. I mean, you can sell it like that. It's fine. People will buy your book. Like it's not a big deal. But if you're, um, if you have more to say, if you have more plot and your character is already to their, you know, quote unquote perfection by the halfway through the plot, that's a bit of a problem. By halfway through the plot, your character should be at the point in which they realize they need to change, that there is something that they need to do. Um, I think one of the greatest examples of this is the breakup. And I talk about this movie a lot. Um, Sorry to all you who are more fantasy people. Sorry. Um, But the breakup is a really great character arc. Uh, It is like, I, I just think it's you can really see the template of it. It's not hard to to dig into, right? First of all, there's only two main characters. One really main character, right? Vince Vaughn. Um, yes, Jennifer Aniston is there. Probably got paid as much, but it's really Vince Vaughn, um, who is the guy who needs to change. Now, Brooke needs to change as well, and we're so basically, if you know the the big five personality. Um, their issue, the one way that you can bring conflict to your story, is to have two people on opposite ends of one of the big five. Now, I am going to say that their big issue is that Brooke is very agreeable and Vince Vaughn is very disagreeable. <laughs> so these are funny words because you think, well, it's Vince Vaughn, he's very funny, how can he be disagreeable? So agreeable people are um Overly concerned with other people and what they think and how they feel. And if they're comfortable, they are always sort of giving to other people. They are putting themselves last and they are putting everyone else first. That's a rough overview. And very low agreeable or disagreeable people. Um, So we see personality on a scale, right? So you can say low in agreeableness or just disagreeable, whatever you prefer. So that's Vince Vaughn. And those people don't really care about your feelings. Like, and they can be very funny people, but they can be very self-deprecating, but they can be also really sharp against other people as well. These guys are great for um, professional, like, firers, you know, where they have to go into a company and just fire everybody. Um, These are sometimes, like, the old man become really disagreeable. What's that? um, uh, Oh, gosh, it's the movie about the car with... I'm going to, you know, I do this every single time on the the podcast because I think of pe- of people, Charleston Heston, right? When he, Charles Heston, sorry, Charles Heston, like one of his last movies that he did where he lives in the neighborhood and it's all getting sort of overtaken by um, immig- immigrants and he has to deal with like the kids next door who tried to steal from him or something like that. Um, Grand Torino. Is that, ooh, is that? One? Anyway, he's really disagreeable, right? Like he will tell people what they think and they're just like, who does that, right? Like that's somebody who's really disagreeable or very low in agreeableness. So there's a conflict there because you can still like people who are out of balance on their personality, right? Brooke is also out of balance in that movie. So the thing is, Vince Vaughn actually, by the middle of the movie, a little bit after the middle of the movie, figures out that he has to change, but he gets a bit stuck on how he has to change because he can't see his flaws. Like, he can see that he's going to lose Brooke after he, like, does his sort of vengeance and, like, I am not wrong and you're the one that's wrong and he's doing all these things that hurt her and her, um. And she's kind of doing things that are hurtful to him, right? They're kind of at each other's throats. But then he sort of realizes he needs to to do something, but he's not sure what. And in fact, it really culminates in that moment where um, they had bought those concert tickets together and he can't quite get himself to go because he, he's just at a loss as to what he needs to do. But he has realized that he needs to change, right? His changing moment is when he realized what he needs to change. And that's when his best friend is telling him, you're a jerk and you really don't care about anybody else. Um, anyway. So if he had gotten that halfway through the movie and then like spent his time quickly changing, I'm not sure it would have been as satisfactory of a movie. Some people hate the end of that movie, but it's, I think it's very true to life. In in many ways, because that's a hard thing to just change right away, right? So it's interesting because the last scene he runs into Brooke, right? And he's carrying the bags of his current girlfriend. And that's after we see him actually doing the books for the family business, which he had always said, like, why should he have to do it? He is the star of the family business. Why should he have to do the boring stuff? Right? He's just selfish like that. So you um, if you are finding your character coming to like everything and becoming perfect by the midpoint, and then they're going through the rest of the book changed, you you have a bit of an issue and you might want to look at how you can add more conflicts with them. And what I want to tell you today is just like with the breakup, try to find a side character. Sorry, Jennifer Anderson a side character in which they can be on the opposite out of balance on the personality um, of your character and see what conflict they can bring. And really the conflict that they should bring to each other is, should be hurtful. Okay. Like it should um, hurt their feelings. I know that we don't like to do that. This is also a little bit of the problem of you're so in love with your character that you don't want them to look mean and you don't want them to kind of be a jerk and you kind of want them to be um, the perfect person. And it's just not possible. They really should be somebody who is hurting another person. And you can see that you don't have to be dislikable. So being disagreeable doesn't mean that you're unlikable. I think that's the word. Um, because we all like Gary in the breakup. We, we want him to get better, right? Like he is still a sympathetic character. We really do want him to figure it out. And so you can make a character disagreeable or without making them dislikable. So if you think of like the man called Obey, I want to say Obey, but O, um, if you've read the book, or if you've, they made the movie into a man called Otto. I think because Americans can't, we don't know how to say it, over, obey. Um, and that's what Tom Hanks said. He's a very disagreeable character, um, but he's also very sympathetic. He has a reason behind his disagreeableness, right? And then he sort of changes his character arc. Really doesn't come until the end when we understand his whole story. So, and, and there again, his neighbor is way on the other side of the personality trait right she's very open and she's very agreeable um so if you can figure out the the main personality trait that your character has that you want your character to have cuz wh- again you are the writer you are in charge of this um if you can figure out figure that out and then you can give the side character a like the opposite of it, then you are going to create conflict. Um, you're going to create witty banter between them or like straight up fight scenes at <laughs> them. And so if you have a character that it is agreeable, you have a character that is like your main character is more agreeable, then they need somebody who's disagreeable. If your main character is um, low in the neuroticism scale, you need somebody who's highly neurotic right? Who's going to cause this this issue. Um, if you have somebody who's in, I want to say there is no like good personality or bad personality. We have these words because it's English and we need words to describe things. Um, but yeah, we might think that agreeable or neurotic sounds strange, um, good or bad. Or we might put like a value system on them, but they they're not good or bad. They are just what they are. Um, So the big five, just so that everyone knows, is conscientiousness, agreeableness, extroversion. So if you have somebody who's very extroverted or very introverted, it's going to cause conflicts between them when they come up against somebody who's the opposite. Um, Somebody who's neurotic, um, coming up against someone who is not, who's very uh, stoic and cold and doesn't display a lot of emotion, whereas neurotic people are um, easily stressed and show a lot of m- emotion. And that can go from shut down emotion, like very, like almost holding it in aggressively to blowing up emotion. So it kind of depends. You know, see, you get to play around with this a lot. And then the fifth one is openness or openness to experience, which is, um, There is another movie. I've been trying to find it where um, it's like an insurance guy and he is very low on the openness. Like he's an insurance guy. And so, you know, you don't do anything. You just stay put your entire life. And then he comes up against a character that does skydiving and rock climbing and jumps, you know, from building to building. Like he's super open. He's just trying everything. And he's always like putting his life at risk. I can't remember what movie that is, but that's kind of the extreme on the openness scale. Uh, so you have these five, and if you want to get deeper into this, I have a little worksheet that explains them a little bit more and it will be linked in the show notes. If you wanna come, uh, you can come to Daniel David Wallace's summit and we're gonna get into it um, even deeper. And you can also, if you want to work on your character, you can come to the What's in a Character workshop on October 17th. But you can find these, uh, just type in the big five on in Google or whatever your search engine is that you prefer. And you can start trying to think. I would just choose one, like your character, choose one of them. Are they conscientious? Like, do they like rules and uh like boundaries? And they are the nine-to-five worker, and this is how it is. You know, and then they fall in love with somebody who's just out of control. There's <laughs> a very messy house and doesn't really know what time it is. Um, isn't that? Oh, my gosh. Every single time I do this, I, there's there's it's so many movies that you can think of where, like, that is the main issue. Uh, or books where they are, you know, the it's usually like a military guy has rules and boundaries and laws and this is how we're doing it and his kids are like you know regimented or whatever and then he falls in love with a woman who's very creative so she's low on the conscientiousness and she's you know disorderly but she has her own order and you know she doesn't really care if the floor is sticky and you know so this is going to create conflict within them so if you can figure out one of those things that your character can be and put them maybe a little bit, you know, to the extreme on it and then find it a side character and have fun with it. Put them into situations, put them into, you know, they're in a grocery store and somebody does a hold up, you know, (laughs) like comes in and holds up the store or they're in a car accident or they are at a family dinner um, or they go on a date with like another couple or they, you know, if they're extrovert, introvert, they're just, one of them's trying to get the other person out on a date. Put them into situations and see if you can create sort of this rhythm of banter or fighting or tension that can sort of go go into the book and into the storyline and plug it into the plot. And then go through your plot and, and look at what is going to happen to this main character and what's going to push on them. And take their personality a little bit out of balance and see how they would respond. Um, so you have to keep with who they are. And when, when you take them more out of balance, right? So we always, if we're in love with our characters, we want to keep them in balance. Like, oh yeah, they're conscientious, but they're not like overly so. No, put them out of balance. Maybe you have an uber conscientious person. And they lose a job and they got to go be a kindergarten teacher at the Montessori school. And they got to figure out how to deal with this job where these kids are running around and no one puts the crayons away and the linoleum floor is sticky. And, you know, I don't know that it smells like diapers. (laughs) They, you know, they're in this job that they can't, that doesn't mesh with their personality. It's going to cause a lot of conflict. Um. So put them into those situations and see what you can get out of them. And make sure, make sure that your plot is pushing them towards their balance, right? So we always talk about their needs and their wants. You know, they want something. We all want something, but they usually need to change. And it's when you pull that character's personality out of balance That's usually what they need to change, right? And so however you want them to change that, there's a million ways you can become less neurotic. You can go, you know, walk the desert or the whole eat, pray, love or whatever. There's a ton of different ways that you can put your personality back into into balance. Um, So that's your plot. Your plot is pushing that character back to being more balanced with it, right? So make sure that that plot and that that character is reacting every time, you know, a little bit less, but still within that personality trait that you have chosen for them. Does that make sense? We've talked about this a couple more times. Um, there is, like I said, a worksheet that you can pick up it's totally for free. There is a link below. And if you want to dig deeper into this. If you ever want to talk about it, you can always tag me on Instagram at catcaldwell.author or at pencils and lipstick, all spelled out. Um, that's on Instagram. I'm technically on threads, but that app doesn't work. It's a mess. I don't know. It doesn't like me, so don't bother over there. Um, you can get me on Facebook, and I'm usually on Twitter, like, or X, whatever. Like, it's twice a week. <laughs> but You can also get on my newsletter, you can hit reply and it will go directly to my email and I will, I would be glad to answer your questions. If you want to go deeper into this and get into the workshops this week, they are only, it's only $37. Um, So you can work on your character. And again, it's going to be a very small workshop so that we can work specifically on everyone's character and you will have your time to ask questions and sort of um, brainstorm with us, right? So again, all the links will be in the show notes below. We are going to have some guests coming in next month. I just have to um, figure out some different dates that will work for people. But once again, thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for being around, whether you are from the beginning or from last week, for the 200th episode of Pencils and Lipstick. I really appreciate you guys. Um, If you love this episode or love the podcast, please share it with other writer friends um, tag me if you share it. I'd love to see it. If you have any comments or questions, again, you can get a hold of me. All the links are in the show notes below. Even if you're on YouTube, they're, they're down there. Um, if you would subscribe wherever you are listening or watching always helps as well. But until next week, um, have a great week. Keep writing, keep developing those characters and I'll see you in October.